five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y-Sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. What's up? Wake up, man. Wake up. Wake up. Open your eyes. Do one of these and get going. Get going here on this Thursday. It's noon, man. The day's halfway over. You got to get your adrenaline pumping by now. Oh, it's my job. It's my job. Is that what you're saying? It's my job. To get your adrenaline going? Okay. All right. Well, we'll try. I got two hours to see if I can do it. So let's see. Put me on the clock. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. He's your hometown hero. He's going to be there for you when you need him day and night. He's a phone call or a text away, and he's right down the road. That's what's cool about Farm Bureau is you don't have to talk to somebody three states over on a 1-800 number during quote-unquote business hours. With Farm Bureau, it's a one-on-one relationship with your agent face-to-face. What's up, Becky? Hey, Lynn, everybody tuning in on the Facebook live stream. Somebody likes my hat. It's one, another one of these great hats I got from the Mississippi State University golf course. Y'all look them up. Hey, uh, I, I saw a video of Coach O jogging down in Florida. Did y'all see that? It kind of went viral. Well, I have a comment. It's from a radio interview he did in Louisiana yesterday, but he addressed it. We know why he was jogging shirtless. He was laboring. The man was struggling. (laughs) But I want you to hear that coming up because I'm a big Coach O fan, and I know a lot of folks are too. We have big Coach O fans around here. I have been since he was at Ole Miss. You know, I got to meet him. As a member of the media, these things you're there, you're for press conferences, whatever. But I had this one experience where we're there for like media day or something. Some things were going on. I just kind of by myself wandered into their their practice facility there at Ole Miss when he was the coach. And he was just standing there. He kind of walked up. And it, just one-on-one, got to talk to him for just a sec, shook his hand. We talked. And immediately, I didn't even say anything. Immediately, he goes, you play football. I said, yeah, I I played several years ago. You know, at the time, it was several. <laughs> and he shakes my hand. He looks at my hand. He's got big hands. And he said, what position do you play? He said, you tied in? No, sir. I was, a, I was a quarterback. And I was thinking, yeah, if I'd been any good, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have to introduce myself <laughs> if I'd been any good. But we talked a little bit, and he's looking me in the eye, and we get to, into the football thing, and I could just see right away, boom. No wonder this guy is a great recruiter. I mean, I've been talking to him here one-on-one. I hadn't played at that time in six or seven years. I'm talking to him one-on-one, and he's got me ready. I'm ready to practice. We want me to run through that wall, coach? (laughs) 
I was ready. Of course, I didn't get to see the Hulk pull his shirt off type of thing. But anyway, we're going to get into Coach O. <clears throat> so that's coming up. But there's another order of business. I got to take care of this first. Hello to Wes. Hey, my mother-in-law, Debbie's watching on Facebook. We're going to see y'all soon. Joe, hey to you. Good afternoon. It is afternoon. Thomas likes the hat as well. You can get one at the Mississippi State University Golf Course. I tuned in to the very end of the previous show. It was Beaver. My man Beaver's here, by the way. And he and Chris, and they were talking about hamburgers. Burgers. Hamburgers. Burgers. Beaver, what's the significance? Why all the burger talk today? Today is National Burger Day. Oh. According to the U.S. government and others, I guess, this is official. This is Burger Day. Yeah. I have a question for you, Beaver. Okay. Is a hamburger and a burger always the same thing? I would think so. What if it doesn't? Can it be a burger if it has no ham in it? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, oh, man. I'm trying my best to come up with a burger topic that y'all didn't cover. <laughs> <clears throat> we have taken the word ham off the term burger. Today's National Burger Day. We've done that in society. It's not slang anymore. It's not shortening the hamburger. It's just a burger. We use the word burger. We took ham off. Why? Because there's no ham in it. Because we use beef. How far back in history would he, would we have to go somewhere to find a hamburger with ham in it? Or am I totally on the wrong path here, Beaver, because this thing is named after Hamburg, Germany? Yeah, I've never heard of a hamburger <laughs> being literally ham. Why haven't we been asking these questions? <laughs> okay. Well, it's National Hamburger Day. Um, can you agree with me on this? And... and I'm going to state a fact. Everybody, you're welcome to weigh in. Text me on the country, please, and text line, call me. Nobody can grill a hamburger at home that is better than some of the hamburgers, burgers, you get in certain restaurants. Yes, I will agree with that, and I also feel the same way about steak. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people were just like, what? I'm sure real C. Collins just blew his mind apart because uh -huh. he's a master chef. He thinks. But... <laughs> well, he's good. He's a good one. Okay. But I don't know. I I don't think you can make it as good as the restaurant. As the, That is my, I don't know what it is. Okay. <clears throat> I've had some steaks that I grilled for myself. And a couple of years ago, Beaver, I even got into this deal where you're actually searing it in a um, cast iron skillet and then you cook it in your oven steak, not even on the grill steak, and it was phenomenal. Um, I've had some I've grilled that I think are great, but I've been to certain restaurants and there's just no way I can grill one as good as the one they fix for me. And I just wonder if it is something about somebody does it for you and hands it to you hot. <laughs> But the hamburger deal, I just happen to know. I've had some in different places. Like, I'll be honest with you, it's not advertising for them. It's just it's the way I feel. Bulldog Burger. Uh, they just opened up one in my hometown, but they have one in Starkville. And I've gotten a couple different burgers there, one uh, of which is called the Good Morning Burger. 
or good morning. They put a fried egg on it and all this different stuff. Uh, I had one one time. It's got avocado on it. There's just no way I could ever make one at home that's as good as what I get there. I'm glad to know you agree because I've always wondered, am I alone? Is there something wrong with me? Because homegrown, they're good home-grilled hamburgers. It's just impossible for us at home, anybody at home, to grill hamburgers as good as professionals are doing it in restaurants. They have a trick up their sleeve. I don't know what it is. And look, I knew it would happen. I don't believe y'all. Bulldog West, by the way, does say Hamburg. It's Germany. <laughs> Hamburg, Germany. That's where the hamburger came from. PRG said, uh, what's y'all's favorite burger toppings uh, for me? Tomato. I don't really, if it's got tomato on it, I don't really need anything else. In this order, my favorite burger toppings. Number one, tomato. Number two, pickles. Okay. Having had hamburgers and burgers with avocado on it, give me that in my top three. And then lettuce and onion and all the other stuff. But if you're giving me, I don't want cheese. I don't care. I mean, cheese, yes, no, don't, it doesn't matter to me. As long as it's got tomato and pickles. I am a tomato lover. I will eat a tomato just as quick and with as much enjoyment on the spur of the moment as I will an apple. I will eat a tomato a day if I have them. When I don't have a fresh, ripe, red tomato in my kitchen, I start going a little bit crazy. And just like today, I did this morning, I called a place here in Tupelo, Cockerel Banana. They're a big, you know, wholesaler uh, produce, but they're doing some retail stuff too. You can place the order, drive up, and they put it in your car. And I got a great big box. You know what's in there? A whole bunch of ripe red tomatoes, avocados, onions. Yeah, lots of other stuff too. Give me tomato. Seven days a week, 365, 52 weeks a year. Flowtown Ghost says, lies. Y'all are obviously bad cooks. I'm telling you, Ghost, I've never had a hamburger made at home by somebody as good as what I've gotten in some restaurants. David says, never pat your burger. Is that double entendre, David? You trying to be funny? I don't know. I don't know what that means. PRG says, Matt, it's the worst take you've ever had. It's not. It's the. It may be the most unpopular. It may be the most uncomfortable for you, PRG, as a home cook. Okay? But it's the most accurate. It's one of the most accurate. Anthony from Tupelo says, oh, my goodness. That good morning burger. When you get the egg over easy, is unbelievably good at Bulldog Burger. Chris has a take on the Divini Equipment phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. What's up, Chris? I sure do have a take. I think I think both of y'all. Okay, so first thing I'm going to ask is how do y'all like y'all steak? Uh, for me, it's medium rare. What about you, Beaver? Medium rare. Okay, so what you're not doing, I can about bet you some money. What y'all are not doing is y'all are not giving it a resting period. A uh, what? A resting period. You're supposed to let your steak rest for 15 minutes after you cook it. 15 minutes? Yes, sir. 
How is it and not? The way they do how is it, it not? Rest, how way, is it not cold after fifteen minutes? The way they the way they do it in the restaurant is they'll set it out on your plate. Like if you ever watch an old hickory, they'll set it out on your plate, and then right before they bring it to you, they'll slap it back down on that hot griddle and get it hot again, and then bring it to you. Okay, so it's it's heated because over because you're if you right. So what you're doing is you're resting it, and you're allowing like all the blood and stuff to settle back to where it is because <laughs> the reason why that you're not liking it is because when you cook it all the blood comes to the outside the outer part of it okay because you're shocking the meat and the hamburgers are is what are you what are you making your hamburger out of that is the point that's the reason why they're so much better somewhere is because you're not making them out of the same stuff that they're making them you can't go to the grocery store and get ground chuck or ground beef and make a hamburger and think that it's going to taste the same as if somebody is actually grounding up the beef and the, they're, they're selecting, like, ground chuck, like a chuck roast, and they're grinding their own meat, they're grinding pork, and they're putting pork in there with it. That's the reason why your burgers don't taste as good at home as they do at the restaurant. Okay. It kind of also sounds like um, I've got the wrong motivation. See, when I cook at home, you know what it's for? To eat. And to yeah. eat it, and to eat it soon. You yeah. know, so you may be on to something there, Chris. Hey, I appreciate the advice. When I cook, when, y'all, y'all have a great day. But when I cook, I mean, it's like a, it's an ordeal. It's not. Yeah, it's see, not, I ain't got time for that. I don't have time for that. That's why I go and, to and a I'll, restaurant I'll and pay marinate, somebody. I marinate my steak for a day before I cook it. I let I put the marinade on it, put it in a refrigerator, and let it sit in that marinade for a day. A day. Yeah, you you you're investing, you are investing whole sections of your life into this cooking of this steak. I don't have time for that. But that's not hard. That's not hard. All you got to do is marinate it, put it in a gallon bag, and put it in the refrigerator. Hey, but you know what's hard? You know what's hard? It's letting it sit there. Is is after it's cooked, (laughs) letting it sit there for fifteen minutes. Somebody texted me uh, here on the uh, country pleasing text line and said my steak is gone in five minutes. (laughs) That's about right, Chris. I mean, y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to y'all later. And see ya. See ya. Appreciate the advice. Uh, Mobile Bay Bully says agree on burgers in certain restaurants, but steaks at home are the best. Best burger toppings for him, Swiss cheese, grilled onions, mushrooms. Best steak topping, lump crab meat. Not me, but I know that's sort of surf and turf, but I don't believe in surf and turf. I believe you either on, you're either on the turf or you're in the surf. Don't be mixing. And I'm a green grass guy. I'm, I don't like the beach. I don't like it. It's not my thing. The beach is not my thing. Matt, you don't like... You know, seeing pretty girls in swimsuits and hearing the waves, I can do that anywhere. I can go to Bay Springs. <laughs> Fresh water, largemouth bass. I don't know that. Sand, can't stand it. Not my deal. I like seafood. I just like steak better. Green, I want my feet on green grass and black dirt. Not sand. But I'll go because other people like it as well. Speaking of the beach, did y'all see the viral video Coach O 
jogging. I think it was in Destin. Somebody snuck a video with their phone of Coach Ogeron. He was in Destin last week jogging, and he had his shirt off. And y'all, listen to me. If I had seen a man jogging at the pace that he was jogging, 20-year-old me would have just for fun gone out and I would have walked faster than he was jogging, right past him, just, just to prove a point, to be a jerk. Okay, 40-year-old me looks at him and goes, hey, keep an eye on that guy because he may need us down the road. He ain't making it to that next red light. Mm -mm. He was laboring. Well, it went viral. He had his shirt off. He is some kind of tan. I mean, the guy looks like he has lived out in the sun his whole life. He addressed it on the radio show on ESPN and Baton Rouge yesterday off the bench with T-Bob and Jordy. Coach O addressed the jogging. The power of LSU. You know, I went, went down to Destin and with Parker and Cody. And we had a great time. I was going to jog. And I said, you know what? I may meet a few people that know me, but there was a lot of Louisiana people there. And uh, I was just fired up to see everybody. And I took a picture with every Tiger fan I could. It was wonderful. He sort of addressed the jogging. <laughs> He says the reason it went viral was the power of LSU. Listen to me. That ain't it, Coach. I guess maybe he's in on this weight loss challenge. Look, watch the video. When you're out jogging and you get to the point that that's your pace, just stop. The man could go faster, farther. Just stop jogging and just walk. Probably safer for his heart as well. He said that while he was in Destin, he saw LSU flags and stickers and car magnets everywhere. It was I was so proud to see the Tiger family out and about. You know, it was the first weekend we could really get out and see everybody still so fired up about our football team and LSU and making Louisiana and all our fans so proud. That's what it's all about. You know what? And he's getting a lot of things right these days, but Coach Ogeron got that right. He did not say Tiger Nation. You hear that, Rebel Nation? You hear that, Bulldog Nation? Jets Nation, Giants Nation, Braves Nation? You hear that? It ain't a nation. Stop it. Everybody's using nation. I've even seen high schools. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. In high school, you know who you are. Hey, Beaver, Pirate Nation. Stop it with all the nations. And he didn't say Tiger Nation. Coach O said Tiger Family. The Tiger Family is coming back to work next week in Baton Rouge. Yeah, we're going to report. Uh, the guys are going to travel in June 1st. Uh, we're going to have a uh, team meeting June 2nd. Uh, we're gonna, and uh, Shelly's going to do a great job. In fact, this week, in fact, tonight, we meet with everybody on the protocol on how we got to operate when we get back. We're talking to the parents. We're talking to everybody. Shelly has done a tremendous job, her and Jack, of making sure all the guys are going to be safe. We're going to spend the whole next week just testing everybody, teaching everybody the things, that the protocol that we have to go through. And then on June 8th, uh, they're going to start working out with Tommy Moffat. Now they can only volunteer to work out in the weight room and obviously the conditioning and the weight workout, uh, getting ready for the season is the most important thing, their health and their working out. And all they can do is June, as far as I know right now, 
is volunteer to work out in the weight room. So we're going to monitor them, we're going to feed them, and work out and get them in shape. Uh, I don't know what the rules are going to be in July. Uh, we're going to find out. I think this is an ongoing thing. Ongoing thing. Doesn't know what the rules will be for voluntary workouts or for workouts, you know, in general in July. For June, got to be voluntary the same as everybody else. I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of Coach O. I don't know, though. Uh, high expectations for them this year, and no Joe Burrow, and no first-round receiver, and no first-round this guy, and no this guy. I mean, what do they lose? Eight, nine huge parts. First-round running back, huge parts of their team from last year. Replacing that quarterback, Miles Brennan, a lot on his shoulders. It's tough. Yeah, thank you, Pace, on Facebook. Braves country. Not Braves nation. Braves country. Chiefs kingdom. <laughs> it's what it is. That's the that's the thing. That's the hashtag for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hashtag Chiefs kingdom. We've eliminated nation because it's stupid and it was overused and everybody just used it. It, was a, it became a throwaway term. Good on Coach O. He didn't say Tiger Nation. He said the Tiger family. It's much more accurate anyway. And I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> we, all, we know all those jokes. All right. I'm getting some more of your texts on National Burger Day. Uh, I've got advice, David Hogjow, PRG, Rebel Godfather, everybody on the text line, country please and text, I'm coming to yours next. Just getting started on this Thursday in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. said to Beaver and me on Twitter, you guys just suck at grilling. LOL. See, I mean, that's just the easy answer, though. I mean, that's the easy remark. I don't think that's actually true. If you really stop and think about what we're saying on this deal. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059. And you can text the show on the country, please, and text line, 885-ESPN. Text away if you're not driving. Be safe. We stay connected to you here on the show because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check out the C Spire Health app and also great deals on new phones. I got to get a new one. I don't know if you can see. I, I dropped and cracked my old trusty iPhone 8 that I really like and I've had for a long time. Still working. It's just all cracked. I got a choice of either taking it in, get it fixed, or just get a new one. I think I'm looking at upgrading. I was on the Seaspire website today, cspire.com, looking up the new devices, and I'm due for an upgrade. So I'll be getting a new one soon. You ought to consider the same. All right, unnamed texture says, use ground brisket instead of ground beef. The extra fat enhances it tremendously. So you're saying that extra fat enhances things. 
David said, uh, put onion rings on your burger. You don't pat it because you press the juice out of it dry. Yeah. Don't pat your burger. Hog Jowl sent us a video. That looks good. Since the shelter at home, I cook over an open fire five nights a week. We enjoy time outside. Man, let's do it. I like that now. Caveman style. PRG says marinating a steak is a sin. Yeah, all you need salt and pepper, right? A little bit of it. That's what Gordon Ramsay says. And thank you, Rebel Godfather, for the Ron Swanson video on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, I call this turf and turf. It's a 16-ounce T-bone and a 24-ounce porterhouse. Eat it up. Norman says, I'm with you. I hate the sand. <laughs> and I'm a redhead, so the sun hates me. However, my wife and girls love it. I surf fish early in the morning, and I'm done. I do like seafood a lot. Yeah, I like it, too. I like it, too. Coffee Norman, thank you for your text. And then finally, Chris uh, says, some people take the time and initiative to learn cooking methods that can produce great results from home. Some people are better off eating out. The side you lean towards defines which of those you are. Uh-huh. Chris, doggone it, are you talking down to us just because you think you are a great practiced an educated and cultured home cook. You mean to tell me you're going to look down your nose at Beaver and I simply because we admit we have the humility and the grasp of reality to admit we can't cook it at home as good as the, people, the pros in the restaurants can. Sounds like to me, Chris, you need to get off of your cultured box and humble yourself and understand that you're not a chef. You ain't Robert St. John. Chris, I promise you, Robert St. John and his folks and his restaurants can cook a steak better than you can. And we could get, you know, somebody who's a, an unbiased judge to prove it. But I'll tell you this now, the picture you just sent me looks phenomenal. <laughs> Boy, howdy, it looks like something out of a magazine. How do I know you didn't just download that from Google? <laughs> okay, listen up, y'all. This is big, big news. It's time for something today. Today, today, May the 28th, listen, is the start of something big on this show. Hey to Rick on Facebook. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Waylon. This is the start of something big on this show today. Now, I have done it before. Okay. You may remember. Today, May the 28th, we are 100 days even from kickoff, scheduled kickoff to the college football season here in the state of Mississippi. Did you hear what I said? 100 days from today, we will kick it off here in the state of Mississippi. 100 days. September the 5th, 100 days from right now. On September the 5th, Southern Miss will host South Alabama. On September the 5th, 
Ole Miss will play Baylor somewhere in Texas, I believe in Houston. And on September the 5th in 100 days, Mississippi State will host New Mexico. So starting today, right now in fact, we are diving into our every day on this show. Even days we're not on this show, we're still going to cover it. 100 teams. A countdown of 100 teams in 100 days on this show every day leading up to kickoff, starting right now. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. Let's do it. And listen, my list of 100 teams that I use for this is the ESPN Football Power Index, FPI. We have the ranking, the list of all the teams that play, 130-something teams. Team number 100, today's team on the countdown, the first one is an SEC team that, according to the ESPN FPI, is 100th on the list. The... Bottom feeders from the SEC East. (laughs) That's mean, right? You know them as the Vanderbilt Commodores. I bet you can't name... I bet you cannot name the Vanderbilt fight song. Dynamite. It's V A N D Y. Because we know they're not going to spell out Vanderbilt, right? So, according to uh, our countdown, 100 teams in 100 days, the first team in the countdown is number 100 on the ESPN FPI, Football, uh, Football Power Index. It is Vanderbilt. Uh, we do know uh, Derek Mason is still running the show there at Vandy as a head coach. They are scheduled to kick off the season in 100 days by hosting Mercer. And then, again, if the schedule sticks, they would um, host – no, I'm sorry, they would go to Missouri in week two. So so Vandy scheduled anyway to jump into SEC play the uh, second week of uh, the season. What I'm going to do here is take a look at what they did a year ago now, again, you, you're going, Matt, are you so sure all this stuff's going to kick off in 100 days? Well, no. I mean, none of us are sure. But until I hear otherwise, we're going to move forward as planned. We're going to be as positive as we can be about whatever. That's the way I choose to live, and that's the way this show is going to go. Uh, Vandy last year, a three-win football team. Part of the reason they're sitting down there at number 100 out of about 130 teams on the ESPN FBI they beat Northern Illinois last year. They beat Missouri. That was a huge upset. Missouri was ranked 22nd in the country at the time that Vanderbilt played them last year in late October, mid-October. Vandy upset them 21-14. They beat East Tennessee State 38 to nothing. That was their three wins. They began the year last year 0-3. They lost to Georgia, Purdue, and LSU. It was a pretty tough stretch to start the year. Uh, they had a loss in there to Ole Miss in Oxford 31-6. 
Uh, they had another three-game losing streak late in the year in November at South Carolina, at Florida, hosted Kentucky and lost it. And then lost the, um, I guess you call it a rivalry game with Tennessee last year at the end of the year in Knoxville, 28-10. So that's what uh, you know happened to them a year ago. Again, you know they're going to have a new quarterback. Um, n- not a ton of expectations. It is not an easy schedule for them. You know, Mississippi State played Kansas State the last couple of years home and away. Now Kansas State jumps onto the Vanderbilt schedule. Uh, so for Vandy, week one, it's hosting Mercer. Then it's at Missouri and at Kansas State back-to-back weeks. That's one, two, three for them. They finish out September by hosting Colorado State out of conference. So, you know, a couple of decent non-conference games in there. The month of October is going to be tough for them. They'll go to Georgia, then host Ole Miss, then go to Kentucky, then host South Carolina. And then the month of November is really going to be tough for them because they'll host Florida. They go to Texas A&M in November. They host Louisiana Tech uh, the next to last week of the season, but that's not going to be a, a walkthrough game by any stretch for that Vandy team. And then they get to host Tennessee in their rivalry game at the end of the year. And so that's a look at Vanderbilt. Last year, this year, team number 100. We will do that every single day. And for instance, on tomorrow's show, since it is a Friday, you'll have two teams. You'll have tomorrow, number 99, plus Saturday's team, number 98, whoever they are, on the list coming up for you. So get ready for that. It'll be a part of the show going forward all the way up until we kick a football game off in the state of Mississippi on September the 5th. Ought to be a lot of fun. Ed, I see you're hanging on. If you can continue to hang, thank you. Do that. I'll come to you next. If not, call me back. Y'all text me as well. Long way to go on this Thursday. Stick around. Good question on the Facebook live stream from Christy and Larry. Christy said, what happened to us playing on Thursday night of the first week? And then Larry's talking about state playing on the third instead of the fifth. And Larry said, so is it true the Thursday night game to start the season is officially a no-go? I think where we are on this, this is my understanding, is there's nothing really 100% certain as of right now. Um, and I know that that goes without saying. But like if you you look up, there's a fly in here, you look up schedules, um, everything right now, even on the website, even at hailstate.com, it still says Saturday the 5th. Um, would we be surprised that once everything gets on track to go to see it go, wait, it is a Thursday night game and we do all the official stuff. Not a surprise there at all. And I actually expect it to happen on that third. I just thought, you know, that that weekend of September the 5th is the first full go, full bore, everybody in the country playing a game. That's the first full college football weekend of the year. We'll count it down to that. I think that's where that is. I'm going to get to all your texts and all your comments. First, though, Ed has been hanging on a long time on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It doesn't say just Ed. It says Ed O. What's up, O? Well, yeah, but you know, you, you need to show me a little respect there, uh, Mr. Wyatt. 
It's Coco. But uh, look at him. Uh, Chicken, you know, me and Chicken are real good friends. And I'm in Lubeo. And Chicken called me and told me I needed to pay the little something out that, uh, that they showed there on ESPN. You know, while we're down there in Destin doing, you know, trying to get in shape. Mm-hmm, so I right. can, you know, get out there with the boys coming in June. But uh, the, the, the part about the family, mm-hmm. now see, the reason I said that is because when I come up to the woods, you know, Chicken lives in Homewood, Mississippi. We just call it the woods. And then when he come down here to the bayou, uh, Chicken and Miss Lubell, they probably got a hundred shirts. They got family on. They got MSU this, MSU that. Family, 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 family. So sometimes, you know, it just I just said, well, you know, that sounds pretty good right there because me and my boys and my wife and everybody else down here, you know, everybody down here on the bayou is like family because we all, you know, we all got some of the same blood if you're going to be taking the DNA, if you know what I mean. Kind of like you folks here up yonder, you backwoods, hillbillies up in that country, you know, with the first cousin and stuff. So anyway, I just want to call and, uh, and just tell you, uh, to, you know, make sure that uh, you know, give chicken the credit for putting that uh, up in my up in my cranium there uh, about the uh, uh, about the family. I appreciate the update, Coach O. Hey, hold that tiger. Hey, wait, well, hold on here. No tiger, see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Beaver. He did the same thing he did last time. Remember when he tried that the last time? And I remember when Coach O called last time. When Coach O called last time, and about five words into it, he said, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just something Coach O does. You know who else does that? Every phone call. <laughs> who? Well, you know, Chicken Hawk. <laughs> Hold up. Are you? Wait a minute. You did this last time. Are you still trying to convince me? in clear daylight that that was not Coach O, that was Chicken Hawk. Well, it's not just me. Lynn on the Facebook feed says Chicken Hawk got that growl anyway. <laughs> he's, he, he he put on the Coach O growl, but he said, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and I swear, <clears throat> if we let him go 30 more seconds, I think Coach O would have said, you teal ran up north. <laughs> that's great having a little fun with it I appreciate the phone call on the country I'm sorry on the Divinity Equipment phone on the uh, Facebook feed Christy said thanks I won't cancel our Thursday night hotel reservation don't cancel that just yet no no don't cancel that um, here we go country please and text line country please and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast uh, keep your ears peeled and, and listen and your eyes peeled and look at my uh, Twitter feed over the weekend because at some point next week, I'm going to show up at Country Pleasing at Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence, and we are going to sit down right out front and do the entire radio show right out there. That's coming to you next week, and I'll give you details. All right. Um, unnamed texter said, Matt. Could you give your top five SEC coaches at X's and O's? If all talent is even, who are the big winners? Whoo, boy. Okay, so top five. Let me do it off the top of my head. 
I think the guy at Missouri, the new guy who came up from App State, is a really good coach. I don't know that much about him yet. I'll learn more. I think, number one, if, if talent is even, uh, Nick Saban's in your top five, Dan Mullen's in your top five, Lane Kiffin is in your top five, Mike Leach is in your top five. That's four out of five. And we got to have one more. If all talent is even... I don't have I don't have enough confidence in the rest of them to put them in the top five. Malzahn, okay, let's do that. Let's do Malzahn because it'd be an up and down deal. Put him in there. I mean, he's had really good teams when he had. I mean, heck, when he had Cam Newton, won a national championship. He had another loaded team, took him to a national championship. Yeah, so put Malzahn in there. There you go. There's a quick answer for you. Bulldog West said salt and pepper for prep and butter for the finish on your steaks butter on a steak huh jason and flagstaff sent me a picture of a dead snake beaver i totally forgot to tell you you know what happened at my house on memorial day oh brother sounds like snake related it's snake related listen to this man this has actually happened we're sitting on the back patio of our house my wife my daughter and i over on the edge of the yard, about 30 yards away, it's basically over the fence in the neighbor's yard, but it's a big clump of small trees and stuff that all kind of lean over our fence too. And we hear two birds or three birds, we can't tell, birds just going berserk. Like they're fighting almost. And we can hear them, but we can't quite see them. And my daughter kind of eases over there. She was like, what is that? Listen to those. And she got closer and closer and she said, daddy, come over here. So I walked over then, and I get to within about 10 feet of the fence, and I I notice they're not only squawking, making this racket, but they're not leaving either. Our presence is not making these two birds. They are brown thrashers. They're not making them leave. And then, you know, the warning signs start going off in your head. So I pulled the branches back on the tree and look, and right in front of me, I'm six and a half feet tall. At about seven and a half feet up in this tree is a good-sized bird's nest, A snake is in the bird's nest. Actively, I see actively the snake trying to eat and swallow a baby bird. See it. I tell my daughter, hey, go over there with your mama. Go. She takes off. She runs. I go right over to the other side of the fence. I grab the nearest utensils I can find. It is a... Garden rake and a shovel. I will spare anybody any of the other details, but there was much death (laughs) that ensued. Yeah, watched him right there in the bird's nest. Dragged him out of there. He lost his life. One little baby bird lost his life. It was rough. We're we're rid of one. We got one less snake around our house now than we did have. What were you going to say? Good, good. I hate snakes, Matt Wyatt. Yeah. Hate them. Snakes and sharks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look, I, I'm not necessarily a snake hater, and I understand. I know good snakes from bad snakes, and king snakes are okay, and, you know, chicken snakes are okay, and all. I understand all this. But in my yard, 
I don't care what kind of snake it is. I am going to kill it in my yard. I don't want it in there. And plus, I don't want it messing with the birds. We like the birds. Yeah, the snake had a bad day, Lynn. You get the point. That actually did happen. Um, a few more texts to get to here. Uh, unnamed texter said, get your butcher to add ground ribeye fat trimmings to your ground meat. And then you don't need to even season those burgers. Adding ribeye fat makes deer burgers the best ever. Uh, Walking Bully says, Matt, who do you expect to be at quarterback for Ole Miss? I fully expect it to be Plumlee. Look, you know, you say fully expect. they got to go compete. The mental part of it has to be the biggest part for any quarterback. It's who masters the offense the best is who will win the job. Nine out of ten times. And look, kid's smart. He's played a bunch. I think he's a leader. Uh, has the right makeup just in every way. And we forget, like, he's an upper echelon athlete. Okay? He's faster than nine out of ten players he's playing against. And this whole thing about him not being able to throw it in, that he, yeah, of course he can throw. Um, he didn't come into the SEC an elite passer. A lot to learn, but that's the case for most true freshmen. It's not the case for the kid that went to Alabama. True freshman coming in there, he may win the job, that Bryce Young. But for most true freshmen that come in, it takes them two, three years to really get the throw in a football. Look at Bo Nix at Auburn. I promise you by the time Bo Nix at Auburn is a senior, he'll look like Danny Werfel out there compared to what he looked like last year. That's just most freshmen. I fully expect it to be Plumley. Hour two coming up. That was a fun hour. More burger talk <laughs> and football. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.